Hi, I'm Britton LaRue, and this is Moon to Moon. Moon to Moon is a space to consider, celebrate, and share the ways we come home to ourselves, anchor through change, and uncover our power. One month, one phase, one loving step at a time. Dear Moon to Moon listener, this is Britton and I'm coming to you with a dark moon download. I'm just going to say straight away, I'm a little nervous because normally I, I have a knowing about what I want to talk about, and I write down some keywords in my notebook that will guide me as like a skeleton scaffold uh, of a journey. And, And then what I do is I like ride each keyword at a time. And in that way, it's like a linear journey that comes through spiralically. Is that what it feels like? I'm wondering if that's what it feels like. (laughs) But it's really clear that my guidance and my body are giving me this message that this dark moon download is going to unfold in a kind of planless way, (laughs) unscaffolded. And I am just going to speak emergently. So we'll see. Maybe I won't even share this. (laughs) I want to be gentle with myself because, you know... It's nice to know what you're going to say next if you suddenly go dark, right? Like, we like to know what to expect at the next turn in life. And I've always been someone who really likes a plan. I've always been someone who's like the map holder, you know, the one that really likes to know, like, spatially what it's going to look like as we move through space. Don't need to know exactly what we're going to pass. I just want to know the general direction and when I need to turn, you know? (laughs) And as I'm speaking, I'm realizing what a huge aspect of, um, like that has been a huge part of this last lunar cycle for me. And I'm wondering if you feel this too, this sense of, um, being made to feel a little more directionless or like being given um, signs that you don't actually need to know as much as you think you need to know. 
And I'm remembering now that I pulled cards exactly at the new moon in Aries. You'll remember this is this is a dark moon episode for a lunar cycle that began with the new moon in Aries at 29 Aries, very end of Aries. My teacher card was the hanged man, which I really don't pull very much. Um, so when I do pull it, it's notable because it's like, oh, you're here. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> um, yes, this is true. And I've been getting a lot of insights on this. So I'm just going to... I'm just going to spill out as I see things, right? So what I, the picture I was shown before hitting record was I'm floating on water and we're like moving down a river together. And I'm going to talk about what I see as I'm floating, you know, like now I'm seeing these things. Now I'm seeing these things, right? And I'm going to be trusting in something else to provide like the links and the um, like interstitial weavings to kind of glom it together <laughs> into a pretty package that I can put a title on called a podcast episode. <laughs> All right. Um, moving down the river, moving down the river. Yeah. So hanged man, I periodically exchange readings with one of my former students. I guess you could call Mallory Dowd a student in the sense that Mallory participated in the magician's table the first year and Mallory was in um, charting your course last year, my astrology container, and now Mallory is in astrology as praxis. But when Mallory and I exchange readings, we exchange readings as colleagues. Um, and Mallory is just a deeply gifted tarot reader and um, like real deal she is able to um, access guidance from both of us that uh, really lands in my body for months and months and months. Um, and I had asked her to speak some, like to channel some wisdom on the hangman for me this cycle. And so I've been living this theme that Mallory laid out for me, which is, she said, um, that the, this, this particular deck, uh, the guidebook had said, resting in the fullness of life for the hangman. And Mallory was wondering, what would it mean to be grounded in the hangman? What would it mean to be grounded in resting in the fullness and then that this like resting in the fullness became a repeated refrain through the reading of like resting in the fullness of this resting in the fullness of that and and that just felt really helpful because 
it allows me to feel into the hangman as that laying back and floating and you're resting on the waters, right? But that's a different kind of grounding than uh, a grounding that feels more like plugged into one place, you know, like here I am with my grounding cord that I set up before I recorded and I know exactly where I am. I'm in my bedroom on the floor facing east in the corner where I have my altar, where I always am when I record solo episodes from moon to moon. I feel grounded in exactly where I am. And also I've been practicing like what does it mean to be grounded in this more hanged man-like way where I'm laying on water and trusting in these other this other element, the water element to move me. And then I'm more like reporting what I see and taking an experience from this much more trusted space of like not holding the map. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And this really, now I'm realizing it links back to the day of the new moon, Matt and I, my boyfriend and I flew to Mexico City for his friend's birthday weekend. A whole bunch of people flew down. I'd never been before. It was a dream. It was a dream. It was a dream. And in this dream, we landed in Mexico City and I was letting Matt hold the map because Matt's been to Mexico City before with this same group and had the lay of the land. So I allowed myself to be pulled um, through this travel experience and just flowed along. But I did see in a, a lucid dreamy experience that afternoon, we, we both just collapsed on the bed of this at our Airbnb and fell into each other's arms and had this like really spiritual experience of suddenly feeling absolutely full of the spirit of our love and we both spontaneously started weeping it was it was this kind of otherworldly experience and then we both just fell into sleep and um I was having this dream where I was like interacting with the dream I guess you call that lucid dreaming and um I was seeing myself being pulled as if like I'm in a horse carriage, which was a picture that came from the episode of The Crown season, I don't know, four or five. I'm not sure which one, the most recent one with the Princess Diana as a mother. And there's this scene where Prince Philip is taking this woman as she's a, a grieving mother. She's lost her daughter and he's uplifting her spirit by pulling her um, in this horse carriage and encouraging her to take the reins so she can experience what it's like to be both directing, like as in like, okay, horses go this way, but also allowing herself to be like tugged and pulled with the energy of the wildness of these horses that are um, 
working with her to make the carriage go places. And the the actress and the, the like the music that was playing in the scene was very emotional to me. I I I started weeping watching it, just like <gasps> this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I, I can like feel that in my body, like the uplift of being pulled by these horses and but participating and like being really active and sitting upright in your experience of being in collaboration with these horses and oh my gosh that that looks like so much fun you know and just feeling into like oh she's a her character is this is a is someone who's grieving, you know, and, 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 and yet here in this moment, she's having this experience of like, of wildness, you know? And, um, so in this lucid dream, I was having that first day of the new moon in Mexico city, I was seeing this picture and I, I was hearing my guides showing me um, telling me to let that in and like, allow myself to uh, trust in how much fun it will be to be pulled along, you know? And, but it doesn't feel like passive. It, it's interactive. And um, it was this picture of like, it's going to be so much fun, you know? And so that, that definitely has been really helpful to me um, in such a huge cycle, right, y'all? Because we began with an eclipse. We had an eclipse at Midway. And here we are at the end, closing out our eclipse lunar cycle. And so when the new moon in Taurus comes, it's going to officiate us getting out of this eclipse um, portal, um, the eclipse cycle of learnings, which happens in a polar way. Um, every six months we have these eclipse windows and they're always like such fast growth, you know, like so much information comes in. So many things happen. So many huge realizations, like it's external, like shit is happening around us and it's internal, like just like there's just all this stuff internal and external that's happening in eclipse windows. And some of it's uncomfortable and some of it's amazing and delightful. And it's just a lot. And what I, like the primary thing I'm feeling, and I know that lots of people are feeling this too. The primary thing I'm feeling is very tired. You know, I just feel... I just feel really tired. Like my body, everything is telling me to slow down. Um, and of course, when we feel like we can't slow down, but we really w are being told to, what can come then is overwhelm, you know? And I've been feeling a lot of these overwhelm signals that I, I really have set up my life, y'all, that I don't live in overwhelm the way I used to. And I've had these moments in the last few days where I'm like, oh gosh, I haven't felt this in a long time. And I don't, I do not like how this feels. You know, I don't like feeling overwhelmed. Um, 
but it's also kind of like, there's nothing else I can do because for me, it's logistical overwhelm. Like, please overwhelm me with my shadow any day of the week over overwhelming me with logistical stuff. Like I am a Pisces. Please no. So the good thing about logistical overwhelm is I do know that it will pass, namely when I get through soccer tryouts for my daughter. (laughs) It's just like the logistics of like not forgetting a sock and making sure the water bottle is full and ferrying her around town and anticipating traffic and how are we going to get food in our bodies and um, where will we get homework done? Like all of that stuff just feels like impossible in this week. And it's like, don't y'all understand? It's the dark moon. I don't, I don't think (laughs) these uh, club soccer directors were thinking about the lunar cycle, (laughs) y'all. I really needed this to be a week where we could chill. (laughs) Naming it. (laughs) But, you know, last week, too, like... (sighs) I had some things that are uncomfortable that I was feeling or noticing, um, namely grief, grief at how certain relationships in my life have changed because I can't participate in them any longer in a way that isn't in my power, you know? And I, I imagine you know this listener, this feeling of like, in a way it's easier before you learn boundaries. In a way it's easier before you learn how to say no. There's this kind of like autopilot of old patterns that shields you from even seeing things that are disempowering, from even seeing things that oppress you, and certainly from like feeling the feels of sadness, anger, annoyance, exhaustion from seeing it and then having to feel into an empowered response and like doing the math on like what is the level of conflict that I have an appetite for how can I say this in a way that keeps both of our dignities intact (laughs) um is this a battle that I want to have today? You know what I mean? Is this a battle I want to have today? How can I respond in a way that doesn't activate this relationship into conflict, but does not self-abandon either? You know? 
And sometimes it's just like, it hurts my heart. It hurts my heart because in many ways, like the acceptance and surrender around like, I don't know that this person will ever see it how I see it, you know? I don't think I can convince them to see me the way I see me in this scenario. And I'm just going to have to let them think whatever they want to think, you know? And I'm not, I'm not doing that dance where I try. And with that comes like a grief. And, um, I feel my inner child just sad. Like, I wish it could be different though, you know, that little voice. And then that's then now what, then what I'm doing, which is allowing myself to move through talking to my younger selves who have feelings and, um, landing into some kind of like wise adult um, next move and sometimes not knowing what that is and just having to rest and not knowing with what it is because I don't want to make the, the, a move that I regret. <sighs> yeah, all the things. Um, so last week, rather than do some of that uh, emotional work, I was just like, you know what I need to do? I need to figure out what I'm teaching after Magician's Table. Like I got to decide about soft strength. And if you're, if you're new to my work, soft strength was, a, it's a moon class, like inner child healing, magic, intuition, um, listening to your inner voice, coming into presence with yourself, um, how to work with the past in more, supporting ways um and i i created it in 2019 and then also offered it 2020 2021 it's a it was a life-changing class for people who went through it and last year i just did not have a yes to do it i think some parts of me were afraid to do it because over time i began to realize how powerful it was, and I, I think last year, part of the reason I didn't do it is because I suddenly was afraid of it. Like, oh my God, I don't know that I'm good enough to be the steward of that class, or like, I'm not responsible enough for that class, or like, I, I can't handle what it will bring up for people. You know, I just kind of had this panic and wisely chose not to do it because I don't want to, I don't, I'm very good with a level of uh, fear and I'm super excited to be nervous sighted. I, I love being nervous sighted as an Aries rising, but this was like more than I feel comfortable in integrity holding when I'm going to bring people into something as churning as soft strength. This year, so I've been listening, like, okay, how are we doing? What, what's the plan? You know, like, where's the map? 
could someone please show me the map for summer? <laughs> what am I doing this summer? And um, so last week, I was determined to get my guidance to talk to me so that I could make my plan and like, okay, let's get the calendar out. This is when we're going to have the class. And then, so the promo will start here. And, you know, I wanted to be in that mode so, so, so much. (laughs) Oh, we sweet humans. You know, I just really wanted to be there. I really wanted to just receive all of this information and just be like, good to go. Like the tarot cards are clear. (laughs) And it was like day after day of my guidance, just hard no on me working on that. And um, at this point, I don't even know if what they're saying is soft strength is a no altogether. I don't know if it's a no in the sense that you got to totally compost it and then bring it back to life from like the disintegrated juice of the original, which is like what astrology is practice is to charting your course. Like it is, it was a complete composting and then rebirthing or does my, is my guidance like just forget it. We got something else for you. Chill out. You know, at this point, I don't even know. And that's not fun for me. (laughs) And I'm trying to rest in the fullness of not knowing. (laughs) I'm trying to rest in the fullness of floating down the river or being pulled by my chariot and trusting that like, it will be revealed it will be revealed. <laughs> um, yeah. So sending lots of love and compassion to everyone out there in the dark a bit right now. But it's not all discomfort, you know, like what a rich cycle. I mean, holy shit. Actually, like, don't know that I felt it all. I'm. I think that there have been. There were so many like triumphal moments that I. I don't even know that I was able to feel it all because it was like overwhelming to my system at some times. You know, just sort of like, oh my god, um, just many things that I started working on a long time ago. like really flowering examples um like landing unshaming Taurus on the full moon um that was um that was really really beautiful um I didn't know what I was going to do okay so that was very hangman as well like I couldn't visualize a lesson plan. I just kept hearing from Venus uh, to trust. And I was seeing this picture of Venus as this woman goddess, like pulling herself up on my, up through my pelvic cavity. 
and like pushing off on my hip bones first with her hands and then getting on them with her knees and then pushing off like diving out of my body through my heart leaping from my hip bones y'all and she's like this is what's going to happen okay and um Whereas Unshaming Aries, I did a slideshow and it was more like classic. Um, I guess that's not classic. I don't use slideshows a lot, but um, I more or less knew what was going to happen. And then it was a matter of like the performance, like the delivery and just feeling, feeling what my role is in delivering so that I could hold, create this space. And Unshaming Aries was amazing. But then this one was just much more of a transmission. And it was, it was amazing. It felt amazing. And I know it was amazing for everyone there. And uh, I'm super proud. The whole roll up to that the the promo pathway was so fun and um just incredible to be in all that venusian energy and then um but but as an experience it was it was a trust process and then after i kind of let myself melt for a few days and then I just felt this really strong go to lay down emergent no teaching um these last couple of weeks which has been also really fun because um I'm just really grateful for everything that this framework has given to me and it's incredibly rewarding to feel it having importance to other people or like having impact, you know, it didn't need to impact anyone to be impactful to me, you know? And then when you, when you offer this funny thing that that comes to you and people resonate with it, it's an amazing feeling. It's just like our gifts running through us, you know? And it's, it's not hard for me to roll out that kind of stuff because um, I would way rather roll out my gifts than a lot of other things in my life. <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh, been a rich time, too, in the sense of... Um, astrology is praxis like right after the new moon um each each month we have a theme and last month when we started this lunar cycle it was astrology as creative practice inspired by fire and then this month is also inspired by fire and it's astrology as alchemical practice and each month I, Jonathan and I, Jonathan's my collaborator, Jonathan Coe, 
And we do an opening and then we have different kinds of meetups in the month. And there's always like a Britain meetup and a Jonathan meetup where we just bring whatever feels present to, to talk about with the community on this topic. And so, um, I had my, my alchemical class yesterday. And then a month ago, right after the lunar cycle began, I had my creative, uh, class transmission. And, um, both of those have been deeply, 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 uh, supportive to share because, when we share ourselves and we share our process, I found our process takes, um, like pollinates and it lights up in others. Like they become seated with whatever the resonant thing was that we share. And then, And then you get to experience that being reflected back to you, right? I mean, this is very true. This is why it's a beautiful thing to share yourself. Because in sharing yourself, you're pollinating your whole ecosystem. And then you get to experience it being reflected back. And that's just super enlivening as an experience. And really, that is what the magician's table is. It's just a hyper-enlivening experience of um, cross-pollination, honestly. And I'm I'm feeling the Gemini things arriving. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling Gemini in the space. Welcome, Gemini. Um, So... Let me just recenter. I just saw a text come in on my phone. Do you know that I record on my phone? I just use an app. See, having a podcast can be this very simple, low-tech situation. Yes. So, I feel that One of the things that I want to share then here at the end of our time together is the theme that has been percolating for me around gifts. Gift, G-I-F-T. Your gifts that move through you. Your gifts that move through you. It's safe to say that One of the things that I'm most invested in, in my work, is both feeling my gifts moving through me, like I I like how it feels, just like letting them run through, out, it's the best, and then I love um, because they come back to me, right? Like I feel them coming back to me through other people. And what a gift it is to receive the gifts of other people 
as they allow their gifts, which is really their presence, the gifts of their presence, their presence to move through them, move towards me and shower me with that presence. And then knowing that that person can see reflected in me the experience of receiving their gifts, you know? And I feel that probably what, like that is what people come to to my spaces for is this mutual exchange of gifts, of um, receiving my gifts as they're moving through me and like the pleasure of receiving that. And then the pleasure of receiving my expression, my presence, as well as the presence of other people's, if it's a community container, when their gifts are moving through them. And the gifts that move through people really come through presence. And it's um, felt through the somatic experience, the sonar experience of our voice, you know? Our voice is communicating presence. And this um, voice practice, this... um, what it is to be letting yourself come through the textural and aesthetic experience of your voice is a massive part of what my astrology practice is and what people come to learn how to do. And they learn not because I can teach them how to use their voice as much as um, they can practice it in my space is what I think it feels like. Because I can't make someone or teach someone how to be in their presence, right? It's something that we all turn on ourselves for ourselves, and then give away. And this gift is something that is our treasure, you know? So I think we fear sharing this gift because what if people don't appreciate? What if people don't appreciate the gift of my presence? What if people don't appreciate the gift of my voice, me sharing myself with you? There's a lot there that can be connected to past woundings and disappointments. And I wonder if our relationship to that disappointment makes giving and receiving then so fraught and and um, can bring up so much fear. 
because it is precious to share your gifts. And I think that the anticipation of not being seen, the anticipation of not being treasured, appreciated, the anticipation of not being supported actually um, is part of the experience of then not being seen and not being appreciated and not being supported. And it's like the, the way through is through this trust practice, like resting in the fullness of trust that your gifts will be, will be seen, treasured, and appreciated. But, like, obviously, we've all known many cases where we don't feel like this is true. And we all know many cases where we feel like I'm sharing myself with this person and they are not seeing me. Like, they see somebody else. I don't know who they're seeing, but they're not seeing me, you know? And... I think it's just such a fair thing to, to let yourself feel sad about that, you know? But then there comes this moment where it's like, am I going to let the fact of that risk be something that keeps me from participating in my gifts and sharing my presence? What do I need to know to feel good about showing up in my gifts and my presence? And like, what conditions, circumstances, situations, and energetics are just not something that I'm going to deal with anymore or that I want to put myself in a situation with anymore because of the repeated violence of their invalidation, my gifts invalidation, you know? I think these are really interesting questions to ask, important questions to ask. And I think that they really come up around Taurus because Taurus invites us to have preferences. Taurus very much wants us to have preferences about what feels good and what we need. And it's not always clear whose responsibility is it to meet our, um, to meet those desires and needs. You know, we can have a lot of distortion around whose job it really is. One of the things that came through um, across this lunar cycle was this um, play on satisfaction that I shared in Instagram? Like, um, you have you have a right to seek your satisfaction, and it's nobody's job to satisfy you. That you are the one that satisfies yourself, and you have a choice if you want to be satisfied. Um, <laughs> I got my journal right here. I was in the, I just loved this. You are allowed to seek satisfaction. You are not responsible for satisfying someone else. 
No one is responsible for satisfying you. You are responsible for your satisfaction. What will you do today to satisfy yourself? Who will you release today from the expectation of satisfying you? No one can satisfy you unless you agree to let yourself be satisfied. You will never be satisfied unless you agree to be satisfied. I thought that was really rich. (laughs) Um, We all know people that were like, nothing is going to satisfy this person. (laughs) No one can satisfy you unless you agree to let yourself be satisfied. (laughs) But like the responsibility around one's satisfaction is something to really take seriously, I think. And if you are repeatedly not being satisfied because you've requested certain things and then you're not being satisfied, then it's on you to decide what you're going to do with that information, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. A rich, rich lunar cycle. I think that it's going to be a few weeks before there's probably a sense of like, oh, I see all that that was, you know? Like at this point, if you're feeling like, I don't really even know what just happened (laughs) well you 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 will have a better idea as we pull away from the nodes and as you get that distance with Gemini thank you for being with me on this river tour I hope that there were some nuggets of wisdom that came through. Would love to see you at Unshaming Gemini. Look for announcements about that. That'll be May 31st, Wednesday evening. And uh, I'll see you at the next one. Much love.